Hi folks, hope you are doing great and keeping safe at your homes. My name is Satishe and today I will be in conversation with Devan Bhal on another exciting episode of my podcast series. Let me start with a quick introduction of our today's guest. So Devan is a brand manager who is passionate about growth, marketing and strategy. He is currently a deputy general manager at a very reputed media firm. Devan has a diverse experience in different spaces like media, e-commerce and assets. and as a core expertise in brand management social media marketing product development and has worked in numerous product launches and scaled them to success he is also a dedicated speaker and has been a, a keynote speaker or a guest speaker at various institutions like bits kalani srcc hansraj college vit and many more to the list uh, his another interest or hobbies include air pistol shooting painting and you know pursuing a healthy lifestyle so welcome on the show devan glad to have you thank you so much for having me so let's start with the, you know our discussion let's start with the interview our podcast so devan tell me about your journey so far of graduating from iim and becoming a deputy general manager at a very reputed media firm in just 3 years of your graduation so how do you achieve it in so less time okay i i would just like to credit like my faculty members because they really worked a lot on me and uh, you know i am the the pedagogy at an indian institute of management really trains you uh, and you know makes you so robust that you know you are kind of trained throughout those given months as long as you're there on campus and then you know you just pick up things in a very case study kind of a format which i believe most of the b schools are doing at the moment and then you know uh, it just gets into your routine it just gets gets into your system you try and look at the slightly bigger picture and uh, at the same time while keeping in mind that you know there are certain integrities and details involved so when i look at something like a marketing or a product launch i usually try and break it down into smaller components and then interlink interlink them and interweave them so that you know it makes a bigger picture and it, the marketing uh, you know it's not just a funnel it's a lot more than that so that's how i usually try and see how the different things can fit in and uh, just visualize like that's what my faculty member in marketing used to say you need to visualize now that's a beautiful answer uh even do you think you know uh, people who have graduated from iim has a you know a different mindset okay as compared to you know other b school graduates so what are your thoughts okay. about it um, i since since i know people who are from imt mdi uh, nmims so i find them to be very similar to uh, you know in the same approach same understanding the same mindset that ability to deconstruct a bigger business problem and try to you know uh, create something of their own like an asset for the firm and you know it's just about the individual if that person is driven to you know make something happen uh, and you know achieve results and uh, i come from a tier 2 engineering college to a tier 1 and I'm, i belong from a very new iim so uh, you know it's it's basically got to do with the fact that how do you uh, perceive what what is the bigger picture what is the bigger problem that you're trying to solve as you know as a professional as a team player or as a leader or as a manager 
right and then drive towards that without a miss there are bound to be failures during that you know that phase but how do, how effectively do you get back up and you know you chase those things is what defines a manager or you know a b school graduate who's uh, in the process of becoming a professional and uh, you know there are hits and misses there are superb days and then there are down times but it's the ability to you know uh, learn experiment grow and then you know tie it all up and then uh, you know refine it with every next step so that you know you do not make the same mistakes over and over again and uh, you know as far as my learning goes i my my growth curve has been like you know uh, i have learned a lot through experimentation so and that is the same kind of zeal that you know if any other student from any other b school also has then irrespective of the tag they can definitely go ahead and do that hmm. which in my case obviously in my case since i was from the first batch so even i did not have that kind of an advantage which people think that i am graduates too so because it was an iim but people did not know where it was now everybody knows because you know it started showing up in really good rankings so yeah that's what so do you want to share any story you know when you were starting in iim any story in particular which you want to highlight here want to share and what have you what were you learning from that incident or happening okay so uh, i think that was my first time out of delhi uh, you know first time away from my parents so i was getting homesick there like the first month was the toughest on me uh, and you know at the end of the second month when i had to come back after my stems got over i had lost i think around 18 to 19 kgs in two months and my mom was literally you know crying at the airport so i remember that you know uh i am not somebody from a commerce background so for me tackling subjects like finance accounts was the toughest and uh, i was given a heads up by this gentleman who uh, you know i bumped into at the airport around 4 am around the 21st of september 2015 and that guy was was from uh, i am bangalore he was a graduate from there so he was he was advising my dad that you know get him these two books and it it will be you know his first year will be sorted so i as a matter of fact in marketing economics i had an elective in economics so i did not have an issue in that subject the only subject where you know uh, i had a lot of time grappling with was accounts so i used to put in those extra hours which i used to save from the other subjects and you know maintain that consistent gpa even though i used to hate it uh, i used to hate those subjects like i've never said something like very strong like hate or something like that i was generally not interested in uh, accounts but i learned that you know if you are able to uh, you know play on your strengths and also utilize that time utilize that same uh, you know uh, in honing your weakness then you know you can definitely shine out so uh, i tried to maintain a consistent gpa all throughout the six semesters and uh, yeah it was like a y equal to x curve it consistently grew so and i felt good about the fact that you know there are people from commerce and i'm actually doing as well as they are so that i used to do like this wow good job whenever my finance results were you know about to be out so yeah 
you are also and you are also merit scholar right you have you know yeah. you have you are top ranker in your batch so how do you achieve it and you feel great after this accomplishment that you not only i get myself into i i'm also a scholar i'm also you know a top ranker in my batch so how do you feel about it so uh, see in my situation uh, i it wasn't very easy for me because uh, i was just trying to get accustomed to the new culture the new because and obviously the surroundings are very new to me so i just kind of took it on self that you know i really need to up my game because there are people from iits nits and that competitive spirit just sets in like you know you just can't have a down day uh, even if you do people should not be knowing about it so it is something that you know you have to make a promise to yourself that no matter what i am going to give it my best shot so and that is exactly what i was trying to do and i have been competitive like i would not lie about it i have been competitive uh, and more so because of the fact that you know i had to prove a point that you know it doesn't matter whether you from a tier 2 college who lands up in an im if you've got it you will definitely stand out so it was like a personal it was like a promise to self that you know i am going to uh, it's not like that you know you bring somebody else down you emerge from the crowd so whatever yeah, you do you should always be you should always be yeah yeah i i am not like one of those class representatives who would like you know uh, that's a very scandalous statement that i am about to make but i am not someone who would bring somebody down or you know right. do nasty thing uh, to get the batch down and uh, just to stand out because you know there are two ways of standing out either you pull somebody else down or you yourself rise up if everybody else is working hard uh, then you know you have to put in that extra two cents absolutely that extra effort to as a stand out that's the competitive advantage absolutely and you know uh, since you mentioned about healthy competition so recently i was reading a book uh, it's autobiography autobiography of a yogi uh, i'm not sure if i've read the book so it talks about you know uh, you know uh, uh, you know having a healthy competition with yourself you know every day just working on improving yourself how you know you can uh, you know be the older version of yourself each day so that is a very good statement which yeah. you made that uh, you know you you believe in healthy competition you know raising the bar for yourself and i believe that's very yeah. important these days you know people are just pulling others down they are doing nasty things you know they are doing politics and all especially in offices and pulling each other down so i believe it's very important that you know we raise our standards and we you know we instead of comparing ourselves to others we compare we take you know we uh, you know took healthy traits for them from them okay so if someone is better at something we should you know uh, acknowledge it and we should you know uh, make a mental note okay this guy can do i can also do so that's a beautiful statement by you that you know yeah. uh, you so at the at the end of sem 1 uh, i was ranked 9th in the batch and by end of sem 6 i was ranked 3rd wow what i and the first two were finance students so that's by default that you know uh, finance people are like that so in my discipline i was first so i was kind of uh, feeling good about the fact that you know they they are from uh, tier 1 colleges and people after me were also from tier 1 colleges 
So do you ever feel left out since you were from a as tier in, two engineering college? And you know, uh, mostly in IIMs, you have you know these IIT. Never, uh, never. After tier, after hmm. tier two, after tier two, I had went ahead and joined MCK, McKinsey and Company Knowledge Center. So right. I was working there. So uh, I think it just depends upon the candidate. Like you know, I already had like three other offers. uh whereas you know people from tier 1 also don't have one so what are we even it's like comparing apples to oranges hmm. i had a very different i had offers uh, to get enrolled in tier 1 colleges at that time but being a single child i had to take an option to learn from the best while staying at home so yeah that's how i decided and i think that's how most of the people do these days why would you take up a lower ranked uh, course at a tier 1 college when you know that you know there is nothing in it hmm, so that's absolutely. the epic college versus uh, course debate so i was the one who opted for the course hmm sorry so let's you know move from your i am joining to your corporate journey uh, so you are currently you know deputy general manager at a very you know reputed media firm so you know let me just take you some time back where you know once you graduated from your iim so when you realized that you want to make a career in brand management and marketing and what incidents you know triggered that decision that okay i want boss i want to make a career in marketing what triggers it okay so um, that did not happen uh, after i completed my masters it happened around uh, second i think semester second semester because uh we are a subject in costing so what it did was uh there was a surprise test that was conducted i was prepared for it i fared reasonably well in that uh but during that test during that surprise test um uh, i started seeing numbers floating on the sheet and it was not making any sense to me that you know uh, my mom wanted me to pursue a career in finance and i was like if i do not like this why would i even pursue a career in this and uh, that was the that was that particular day which i really remember that i decided that it cannot be finance it has to be something that i really like so it started from an elimination principle that it cannot be finance or accounts it has to be marketing because i really enjoyed marketing like i would not yawn in a costing class in a marketing class but i was i used to yawn like wildly in a costing class even though the answer was already there on the sheet but i used to feel super bored hmm. and what it has got nothing to do with how the faculty was treating it it's hmm. got completely to do with my personal interest hmm. and what elements you know you like about marketing what are the things you know which excites you about marketing or brand management particular i think uh, these disciplines actually give you a lot of uh, scope to experiment and be creative like you know you can actually make use of you know your left brain and that is something that i really get excited with it has to be outside the box like you know it they cannot be a call to to a marketing campaign yes there are metrics there are data points that are attached to to judge the effectiveness of a campaign but 
there are supposed to be a range of other things in which you know you can sit brainstorm you can create and you can build an asset for the firm that you work for it's not just an excel sheet since you know you uh, mentioned about because marketing with marketing there are there is yeah you just mentioned about marketing campaign yeah, so my ahead. next question to you is uh, what are the most essential elements of a marketing campaign and how one can implement them okay so i think the first thing that is really required in a you know to even talk about a marketing campaign is the objective if there is clarity so the first element that comes into the picture is what are we trying to achieve if we know that we are trying to you know build a brand awareness campaign or you know if we are trying to have a lead generation campaign the agendas are very different and then you know if you know in which direction you are proceeding you will create campaigns accordingly then secondly obviously you need to have a very clear understanding what is the budget right and you have to stay within the budget do your mini experiments and have an iterative learning during the campaign launch right if it is supposed to be entirely organic if it is not supposed to pinch the pocket at all then there are different ways like you know you can bank on content marketing you can do social right not you won't go ahead with a collaboration with an influencer who's super expensive right you would try and do everything that's in house so i have grown from that kind of a you know mind frame to a paid one because i moved from content marketing to digital and then to brand so it's been a curve for me so i usually look at brand as the something as you know i would want to establish from step 1 itself because it takes time to build a brand right you can and during that process you can get generate leads you can generate revenue but brands can't be built overnight so you know obviously the objective what is the budget and then you know obviously the third thing third most critical aspect of this entire campaign launch is obviously what what are my deliverables am i get giving them more leads am i giving them you know uh, an a soup like a two x kind of a revenue on the investment that i'm putting in like for the marketing budget it's romi not the roi so and then obviously understanding that you know how can this be taken forward by minimizing the you know the expenses and increasing the output even further so that is like the iterative step that you know uh, if right now i spend 100 how can i achieve the same result by spending 90 what is that optimization that i have brought into the picture that will contribute to the overall growth of the firm or you know of the brand that i'm working on and uh, yeah these couple of these three four elements are really critical so tell me you know uh, any one of your successful marketing campaign or product launches you have done so far and your learnings from okay so i have done a couple of them but the one that really stood out was the first one uh like one of the first ones uh it was basically like it was an educational product and it was in a very super specialized kind of a segment in you know uh, uh i don't even know how to frame that because it's between career guidance between you know uh, alumni and then you know having something that's a combination of both so what my manager did was you know i was asked to create the entire content a content 
for a five hour video you would have looked at my google sheet it went up in 180 pages in plus there was so much of content and i have and i had written on each and every word in it i did the uh, content research i wrote down the entire thing and then you know we sourced in the model who shot the videos and then you know it was moved on to moodle and uh, all throughout this process i was also involved in all its content marketing initiatives plus its promotions so that was like something that i had built from scratch like i could even pinpoint with the word and when i wrote it it was that micro level and obviously you know while promoting it there were so many challenges that we uh, you know encountered through the you know during that product launch cycle and uh, we did an iterative testing we did a small set and then we understood how to go about it and then we did very hyper local kind of for targeting for it and it really and it's it's one of the best seller products i can't name it i can name the firm but yes that's wow that's really wow so let me ask you a fun question now if you get an opportunity to you know uh, maybe market a product in any sporting event let's say ipl okay so what things will you keep in mind as a brand manager okay. as a marketing professional i think that you know uh, these is people are not like frequenting these matches and all so obviously looking at a good slot like a good slot and uh, try and you know build in an excitement for the product uh, which obviously would be something that people are using at this moment it could be amazon prime right there are so many uh, new launches coming up and i would definitely try and you know target the l band you know uh, or the buzzer you know just like super bowl works uh, and obviously the pricing is also quite high but i would definitely try and target uh, if i'm trying to if it's a if it's a relatively uh, uh, known brand then you know it the pockets won't hurt much obviously you know these are prime time slots these days so a new brand obviously would not come up there so something that's got to do with the current consumption pattern of the customer right and then building it that within that l within that l band say so and you know you having a very sorry to you know interrupt you so for our listeners who don't about it who don't know about it l band so if you can elaborate what is l band okay so uh, give me a moment say for example this is the screen of your tv right and then obviously uh, this particular portion that you can definitely see ki carbon ka mobile hai you see a slab and then you know you see an actual l band on the screen like one section on the left or on the right is taken by the brand and the bottom portion just like you know you would see in any media channel i can't name a media channel also but you know you would actually see that you know burn all lagao the one that went really viral that was an l band like you know the actual show is going on but you mm-hmm. also have an ad playing on the sides of the screen okay so band which is in left and bottom you are seeing a band which is yes. in left and bottom yes it could be okay. it's ideally on the left and on the bottom mm-hmm. so okay. that's why and since it appears like this so it's addressed as an l band mm-hmm. got it got it so that's a very interesting i would definitely 
yeah it would definitely uh, you know be i am like really crazy about um, products that are in e-commerce at the moment so you know any big billion day sale might show up there right and then you know you can spice it up a bit by building in some suspense if there are if there are if there are actually a league of matches which are which will actually be played out so you know i have been thinking about this i don't know if brands are doing it right now you can actually build a story from one match to the other and at the end at the finals you can play what the actual thing was but it would be super expensive to do something like that i am just like slightly being somebody who's like a script creator or something like that so it just just a random thought so do you think to be a good marketer or to be a good brand manager you need to be a good storyteller and if you can elaborate on this how storytelling you know helps someone you know become a good manager good brand manager or you know capturing the attention of the customer so what's the role story plays play? if people are exposed to the psychological aspect of what a story has on the you know the listener's mind or the viewer's mind i'm just talking, it could be a visual story playing in the form of cinderella or it could be like you know uh, like you might be reading a book so it takes you on to another how i interpret it through an analogy is it takes you to another dimension altogether while you're reading a book right uh, what what do you have in mind what do you have in mind at that point of time do you have an undivided attention at what is going to be what's going to happen in the next page or in the next line Or are you thinking about oh my boss is going to call me right now? So what a storyteller does is it's basically a very effective marketer who gets in your attention by getting your permission and then taking you on another tangent altogether. That tangent where he or she wants you to be at, and that is the most priceless mm, digital right. estate. that you can own isn't it so true so true when you see once upon a time or you know uh, one time i was there in this place and you know i just bumped into a friend and you know then we went out so it's like you are it's basically how we also talk with people right it's basically a part of our culture wherever you will go you will come across folklore myths legends will come across some classics by disney you know about those things right you remember those because they were told to you at a time when you were undividedly listening to it you know what will happen right you know what will happen to goldilocks or you know what will happen to the three bears right i i still remember all those things because that's exactly how the human mind is also conditioned and what a story does is it takes you to that plane where you want the customer to be and not many people can do that very right and you know my take away from this is to be a good marketer you need to be a good storyteller of course yeah and you know it's not just about somebody who is a very good orator it could be somebody who is a very good writer also you just need to be a good communicator when you are a marketer that's how it is supposed to be या तो ब्रांड कैंपेन बनाओगे या तो ब्रांड कैंपेन किसी को डिक्टेट करोगे और बनवाओगे आई कैन हियर यू नो ये एब्सोल्युटली राइट एब्सोल्युटली राइट 
so you know uh, let's you know move on to your you know next uh, next adventure which is writing okay i i have seen you writing on linkedin you are very actively writing on linkedin or spreading your knowledge and information to your community so you know how do you get time to you know share knowledge and insights on linkedin how do you get time to write all those articles and posts no oh, i am not writing any more articles i'm just writing posts these days it's been a very long time that i wrote an article on linkedin So, so how do you get time I, for it from a busy schedule? I think I just need like what fifteen, twenty, or thirty minutes at max. Uh, you know, I tend to get some time to read, and if I find something interesting, I save it, and then you know I go through it again. You know, whenever I get the time, and then I add my two cents to it, and I create a post. Hmm. Because you know, uh, not many corporate professionals are doing it. They really procrastinate. That's a very good thing. Oh, is that so? Post- I find LinkedIn to be completely booming at this time. Like it's now it's having it content. Now it has, right? You know, in especially you know after lockdown, I have seen many you know people uh, you know posting on LinkedIn or creating content for LinkedIn. So you were the first, you know, you can say mover into this segment that you know you initiated. I really, you know, I I really believe that you initiated that you know writing culture on LinkedIn because you were the first person. Well, uh, I can imagine you know writing or sharing content on a daily basis. I I literally you know every day you know there was a post from you or and there was another article from you, other you know piece of information from you. So that was really inspiring as well as insightful at the same time. I just don't know. It just it's just a part of my routine. If I don't do it, it feels like oh my god, something is missing. Hmm. I didn't okay. post for like I think. Four days or five days, like last week when I was traveling. So I just kind of, you know, I was missing LinkedIn, but I was like, I should not be posting at this point of time. Okay. Uh, LinkedIn is good. Very right, very right. That was my my next my next question of from you to you. Uh, so what are your thoughts on LinkedIn as a platform? Because you know now we can you now you know you are. in this you know couple of months you know i've seen many youngsters okay many graduates also you know picking up platform sharing articles connecting with people so linkedin is really picking up okay especially you know in the youth in the in this in the, among this college grads so what are your thoughts on linkedin i think that's uh, what you know that linkedin community is supposed to promote as well uh, but you know it's i'm finding the quality of content actually uh, degrading by the day because it is that, you know more people more more the number of people are there uh, there is higher tendency of people it has happened with me also either you'll get a troll right or you'll get somebody copying the entire post without credits or you'll find people sharing random videos or you know uh, there are some people who think that they're really smart but you know if you just check their post and if you just put it on google you'll find that they've actually ripped it off from other other from other content creator from another website altogether uh, which is very sad even if plagiarism incident happened to you i think one of your posts where you you know uh, mention explicitly mention the person who have copied your entire post and haven't given you any credit so what was your reaction on that how you feel that you know this person has copied oh i felt flattered <laughs> that's a very good answer i felt outraged 
the first time it had happened uh, but you know slowly and steadily it was like i think maybe that's how it is but uh, that person was an impostor impostor and uh, that i do not know whether that was a fake profile or who was doing that i have zero idea about who that person is uh, but uh, obviously you know by the time i could have reacted i got blocked out so and you know fortunately somebody shared the screenshot with me so i was able to upload that but you know at that point of time somebody told me that you know uh, it's a it's a sign that you know people really take your content seriously because i am not i am somebody who started becoming more vocal about uh, things that i really stand for uh, though definitely not as vocal as some bollywood celebrities are mm-hmm. but yes i can see that on uh, your too you are really vocal about the incident right really you know amazing you really should have i think off. people should not take something lying down because then hmm. people would consider you to be a doormat and they would try and get uh you know or create scenarios for you which would be really unpleasant and uh, i have seen my friends who said mum about things and it usually does not work well you have to take a stand some day or the other you will be supposed to t- you will be asked to take a stand then obviously you are supposed to have a spine and uh, since i am somebody who started from content marketing i take my content very seriously so my next question to you is uh, for someone who is new to the platform who is new to linkedin what advice you will give to that person especially if you want if he or she wants to write a content so what what will you you know advise I, if someone wants to start writing content or creating content I for think, yeah i think what they should do is they should actually observe what is the type of content that works on linkedin see do their research it would take them like what 10 to 12 15 minutes a day uh, you know and then start off with the first post do one post a week and you know do a very well researched post and then just log out of linkedin because you know people have that apprehension or you be like i be comment i right, kya kare right so Absolutely. just give yourself that space because you know it's almost like going to this going to a stage and saying something because you know people can see you and nobody wants to be seen everybody wants to be in a herd everybody wants to be in a group so that they are protected they're not singled out that's again from the human psychology only somebody who would be singled out there was a higher tendency that the person would not survive i'm talking about you know neanderthals and that monolithic age so that is how the uh, reptile brain uh, you know that old brain of ours has been wired nobody wants public speaking is very difficult not many people are doing it right it's just that youtube has given people a platform to come up and showcase their lives so that has made things very easier to ease out that stress mm. but when we talk about you know coming forward and sharing your thoughts not many people do that people fake relationships like this is still linkedin they don't talk about things right absolutely right so no last one yeah yeah please continue just observe for a while see what type of content is actually working and then you know take your baby steps one at a time then start off with one week one post per week and then move gradually move on to two or three or you know as much swadhanusar jaise bolte hai na jitna jitni lat lagi hai uske hisab se fir right aap apna linkedin dose dijiye and also you know one should not rush 
SNE team is someone is posting daily on LinkedIn. I should also post things that will degrade the quality of the content as you mentioned in the beginning. So if yes. you have found something insightful to share, then share. If you have not, कोई नहीं है just consume the content and you can reshare it. Doesn't mean you have to you know post. Uh, someone is posting. It doesn't mean you have to also post. If if you don't share. So you know, I just want to move on to the next segment now, which is fun side of David. Okay, Let, I want to talk about your hobbies and what you enjoy doing if you're not working. So in your introduction, you know, uh, uh, I mentioned that you are passionate about air pistoling and painting. So how do you get, you know, uh, how you develop this hobby of you know uh, air pistoling? And if you can elaborate more about it, what actually is it? So my dad's friend is a coach uh, with the Indian team. So I was kind of exposed to a ten so meter air in cricket team or in the right uh, shooting team. Shooting team. Shooting team. Okay, I just want to clarify. Obviously, <laughs> why would an Indian cricket team coach <laughs> <laughs> how to uh, you know uh, work with a ten meter mm, air pistol? Right. But it, it's kind of a very good sport, though people think that's very violent because it has uh, arms and ammunitions involved. But it is kind of harmless. Uh, the only thing that you'll hear if you don't hit the mark is a very, uh, I don't, <laughs> is a very unpleasant sound of the pistol hitting the tin which surrounds the target. So I do like you know these days I'm not going out much, so I'm missing out on that thing and obviously swimming, uh, and painting is something that I try sometimes. uh you know i moved on from sketching to uh you know canvas painting and also there is one that's there in the lobby of my house which i painted it's a huge buddha uh there's a you should if you get a if you get any time to visit my house then you will definitely see i tried my best but i was working with a painter as well who's a professional person mm-hmm. so i did one section of the painting and he did the other so and it's it's fun because you know both these and uh, obviously swimming what it actually give you is your own me time like you can zone out into another space altogether because you wear those muffs when you're doing shooting so you can just look at one particular point and do the target while once i'm painting or you know once i'm um, sketching then it's like i'm not thinking about anything else but the colors that are around me and you know what it's going to shape up into so and then you know with swimming it's like the best thing is like just float in water and look at the sky and you're also very passionate about fitness i i i you know i really follow you on instagram i can see a lot of you know fitness videos coming from you in this lockdown period so no it's going to no during lockdown there has been very less of those because obviously the But gym still you were still you were But you were still, you know, uh, doing some or other fitness activity, and unlike you know, yeah, people like sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. Ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> Though I lost weight, 
though i lost weight and recently when i was traveling to himachal the photos turned out really well so even i was very pleasantly surprised that you know i lost weight and you know uh, it is definitely a so it's like what a 45 minute kind of a thing i can't go out for a walk because the aqi level in delhi is really degrading uh, by the day i can't walk around with an air purifier club to me so everything is in house and uh, maybe soon i'll see how it goes at the gym because i somebody like me needs a coach especially mm. because you know you don't want to hurt yourself if you're not doing it properly and if you have to do it seriously then you need a coach guru lagta hai har jagah par absolutely absolutely right so uh, my next question to you is uh, have you ever you know dwell yourself into meditation or any kind of yoga and if yes what what were your experience about it okay you're not a meditation person no it's not just that i i find like around 10 to 15 minutes every day to just zone out i don't know whether it's called being uh, spiritual or doing it's definitely not yoga it could be meditation because i am trying to you know uh uh connect with my gurus so that is something that i am trying to do on a daily basis uh but definitely it's not yoga my dad really tried teaching me because uh, i used to do yoga when you were in school and you know obviously even at home like he's a very regular um i don't know baba ramdev follower but yes it has its own set of benefits but um, i'm not sure like how yoga at this point of time like you know with all this air pollution you can do yoga at your own place with an air purifier on that is the only option but yeah i see a lot of people doing that my parents do it and i kind of know that it works because i used to do it but at this point of time i'm not doing any yoga and you are you know deep into reading books so any you know good recommendation any book recommendation which you want to give to our listeners yeah uh, they can obviously go ahead with atomic habits by james clear uh, it's it's very good because it's a wonderful you know, book they, right. yeah it is it is and you know it's it just i just got really inspired by the british cycling team but then i went online and then i actually read about it and i was like wow this guy this coach actually brought about that one person change and you know by just aggregating that one person change in all the different processes uh he was able to you know take the team to another level altogether so and that's very inspiring and motivating also uh it's right. just that it's just that you know since i was trying to make those small changes in my life uh, during my masters and when i read about it I was like wow yeah definitely the principle of compounding works brilliantly and uh, it was amazing it's like 0.99 raised to the power n and 1.01 raised to the power n you can actually see the difference it's 37 times i think that is what was mentioned there it's what a beautiful chart also so that is there positioning if somebody is really passionate about psychology and branding positioning by elrees that's a classic then uh, kotler kotler anyone who is a mba or want to be to pursue mba so that's a book for you guys <laughs> yeah if they are like if even if somebody does not does not even if somebody doesn't want to get into you know marketing but from a case studies point of view it's a very good fitment for b school competitions like you know uh, if you have got you know your 
concepts cleared out from that book, I would, you know, there's a very less chance that you will not be in the top three of any B-School competition. Hmm. So true. Or at right. least given a consolation prize. <laughs> right. Absolutely right. So that's been a great discussion so far, Devin. And I'm really glad, you know, you spare this time with us, spare this time with me and, you know, uh, share those insightful, you know, uh, piece of you know, information with me and with our listeners. Before I end this interview, any, you know, message which we want to give to, you know, the listeners, especially, you know, uh, young graduates who want to make a career in marketing and branding. So any message or any piece of advice for those folks? Uh, I think if somebody uh, really wants something, they should be at it rather than giving up. Because, you know, what uh, people usually miss out on is, is an opportunity. And uh, you can't get an opportunity until unless you've given 100%. We lie to ourselves that we've given 100%, but in our hearts, we know that we did not try hard. Or we could have tried harder because, uh, you know, nobody wants to be left with a regret. And uh, to avoid that, it is always better to give your best shot at the first attempt itself. That's a wonderful advice. Thanks a lot, Devan, once again for, you know, sparing your precious Most time today. And I believe there are a lot of takeaways from this, you know, podcast for our listeners. Thank you once again. And guys, if you really like this podcast, please subscribe to my YouTube channel for more interesting conversations like this. Uh, this is Apisha Jain signing off. Take care and stay safe, guys. Bye-bye.